Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we're going to take a look at the full moon in Gemini, which is coming through tomorrow, that's December 7th, and um, this is a really powerful full moon because this, mo this full moon is going to be conjoined with Mars retrograde, and this is coming at the peak of Mars retrograde cycle. So you could say that it's like for Mars retrograde right now, it is a full moon. Uh, in addition to that, the actual full moon is coming through and conjoining it exactly, which is a very powerful event. So we're going to talk about, a little bit about why this is so powerful, break it down a little bit more, and then give you some insight um, in terms of the archetypal combinations that are sort of present right now. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk about five themes and I'm going to pair them with five of the most common client stories that I hear when I see um, this transit in action in people's birth charts. So hopefully you will find that interesting today. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your comments and thoughts. It helps the channel to grow, helps the algorithm pick up on things apparently, and it, it does seem to be making a difference. I really appreciate all of you out there who have been helping with that. Uh, it does, does make a difference. You can find a transcript of my daily talks on my website, nightlightastrology.com, if you ever want to read uh, any of the talks. Uh, we are also in the midst of uh, trying to reach our Kickstarter goal to support this channel in the year ahead. We are trying to reach the support of 1,608 backers by January 1st. As of the time that I am making this right now, we are at 435 backers, so we are a little over a quarter of the way there with 26 days left to go as of the time I'm making this. Um, so we still have a lot of support to try to gather, and we're doing a great job so far. A big thank you to those of you who have pitched in and helped us. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, we still need a lot of help, though. So if you are able to, $5, $10, a dollar, anything and everything seriously helps a lot. Um, we are trying to um, guarantee a couple of things. One, that we can support our staff in the year ahead uh, and myself and my family. Uh, this is part of how I earn my living and... and uh, um, and create this free content for so many people day in and day out. I rely on the support of people who value it enough to the point where you can pitch in and, and be um, a, a, a donator or a, what's the word, a patron, a patron of this work. So um, the other thing it does is it allows us this year, our big goal is to create a donation-based reading clinic so that I can uh, get a clinic off the ground to the point, I don't know, clinic is the word, but it's a, a service that can be that can allow people who are of lower income ranges or who are struggling financially to receive really good quality astrological readings from some of my best graduates from my programs who are seeking to get experience. Um, and so we're, we're sort of pairing that together. In my first year of reading for clients, I did donation-based work just to gain experience. And so sort of trying to replicate that and bring in promising students, get them experience, help them earn a little bit of money and uh, get that get that confidence under their belt while also allowing people who cannot afford, um, you know, maybe normal industry standard rates to have something really accessible. So when you donate, you're helping us reach that goal in the year ahead. You can find the link to donate in the description of this video or the comment section of this video. Um, go there and when you click on it, you'll be taken over to the Kickstarter page right here and you can scroll down and select um, a reward when you donate. You don't have to, you can just pitch in five bucks if you want. It really does help. I actually really, really does. If you take, if you're like, Hey, you know what? I get something good out of this. You know, I listen to it semi-regularly. I listen to it every day of the week. I listen to it a couple times a year and it has a big impact on me. It, it teaches me astrology. It, it helps me get through a season in my life, understand something I'm going through. 
you know, every single day, it's four to six hours worth of a process that goes into creating this, starting with prayer time and reading and research and then writing and then creating the video and then distributing it to my team. And, you know, the whole process is four to six hours every single day, five days a week, year round. So it's a substantial amount of how I earn a living and how I support a staff of people and how we build all the projects that we do. The the reason that we're able to um, make so many other offerings, they don't have to have a bottom line when we do well with the Kickstarter because then it sort of distributes the pro the business does well over the Kickstarter, then we can offer a bunch of need-based tuition scholarships to programs, give scholarships for people who can't afford anything, uh, build a donation-based reading clinic. So um, you know, my business philosophy has always been with um, the content that I create, create it, put it out there, and then ask people who can, who are able to, to donate and pitch in. So when you do, there's a couple of special rewards. One is uh, there's all sorts of talks that I offer, the astrology of 2023. The, uh, there's a couple of different readings you can get where I look at your birth chart or you get three horary questions for the year. Um, you can look at the year ahead horoscope reading. These are things that I don't release anywhere else. There's a bunch of talks that I give to students of astrology that are exclusive. The Oracle Speaks podcast series that'll be released in the fall is a 12-part series talking about astrology as divination and how do you develop a relationship with an oracle? What does that even mean? Um, and how does that play a role in, in learning astrology? Um, which I think is a really, really important question that's not always asked. So that exclusive series only available through the Kickstarter. And then we also have a really special reward bundle where you can put four classes together. Normally my classes uh, you know, the early bird rate is $12.99. This takes each of the four classes that you take of any of the six that I offer. Um, it takes them down to $500 each, which is only, it's about 75% off. So that's a really, really good deal. Um, if you want to take four of any of my classes, year one, year two, horary readings and passages, the masterclass series, which changes every year. Uh, as does readings and passages. It's a new group and new material every year with those with those classes. If you want to gift a class and take a few for yourself or gift a few and take a few for yourself, they're also transferable. So you could always gift one to someone. Those That bundle is, um, they are limited and we are almost, we're, we're getting to the point where, let's see how many are left as of the time that I'm making this right now. So there are uh, 28 left of those, those four class passes. So anyway, thank you guys so much for letting me promote the Kickstarter. Uh, if you love this channel, please consider pitching in and helping us meet our goal. Okay. So let's get into this full moon. Uh, this is a very intense full moon and we're going to, I'm going to put it up on the screen so you can see it. And we're going to talk about why it's such an intense full moon as we go. <clears throat> so Let's first share the screen. Here we are. Now, here's the full moon coming through Wednesday, December 7th, and it is in the late in the evening East Coast time in the United States. Uh, so you, you may feel the effects of this anytime Wednesday, really into Thursday. And what you'll notice is that the full moon, full moons are always exactly opposite the sun. That's how we know that they're full. And this full moon is happening as the sun is also opposing Mars, exactly. 
That is a crucial point in the Mars retrograde cycle when Mars and the Sun oppose one another. So that moment is like the full moon moment of the Mars retrograde. And now we're getting the doubling up of the actual full moon with Mars's quote unquote full moon. So that's that makes this full moon incredibly powerful. Uh, let's go back to, un, let's, I want you guys to understand the fullness of this cycle. And also I want you guys to be able to track this cycle. So what I want to do is I just want to show you what a Mars cycle looks like. And I've actually went over this in a, another video somewhat recently, but uh, let's just for the sake of uh, making it simple, I'm going to just isolate the sun and Mars. So what I want to do is go back in time. See how they're opposed to one another. That that's like a full moon. Now, when they are in a conjunction with one another, that's when it's like the new moon. So, let's go back in time. Here is their conjunction. This Mars cycle start date is therefore around October 7th of 2021. Now, will you massive circle. <laughs> massive massive circle alert. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Here it is. So there's the, there is the um, sun Mars conjunction. This was in Libra in October of last year. This is officially the moment at which the synodic cycle between Mars and the sun resets. So metaphorically, it is like a new moon in that it is a seeding moment between Mars and the sun. How would you pair that together? Um, well, first of all, I would recommend going back to October of last year, looking at the whole sign house of Libra in your birth chart, and you can get a sense of the roots of the current cycle and what Mars retrograde is bringing to a head under its upcoming full moon moment actually has its roots in the whole sign house of Libra in your chart. That's really, that can, it's, it, it's not intuitive, right? You're, you're thinking you, unless you know about synodic cycles, you're not going to look at Libra to understand, you know, what a Mars opposite sun moment from Gemini to Sagittarius looks like, but it's important that you do because every synodic cycle connects different parts of your birth charts through the fullness of the cycle. So you want to look at that whole sign house of Libra for starters around early October of 2021. The topics of that house are in some ways intimately connected to what is manifesting right now. Okay, so that cycle begins. Now watch what happens. The sun who moves faster than Mars is gonna move out ahead of Mars and start separating. Now, when the two planets finally reach a square with one another, here we go. This is going to be in, whoops. It's gonna be in about September. Uh, so the critical turning point is in September of 2022. Here, the two planets are coming uh, right through a square. You can see it. There we go. It's right about here. So this is like this is actually late August of 2022. Right after the Sun squares Mars, it is like a, a critical turning point in the cycle, because what we're now we're sort of at like a first quarter moon so to speak. The first quarter moon moment brings the sun and Mars into a kind of individuating crisis with one another. So you can think about this, what's been happening with 
this Mars cycle has its roots in October of 2021, starts coming into critical uh, you know, a critical crisis mode, a, a mode of individuating action and tension from late August up till right about now. But here's how it then plays out. After they square in late August, then we're going to take this forward just a bit. After they square in late August, then after the separation of the square, the sun is going to move into a whole sign trine with Mars because Mars is one of those superior planets. And you guys heard me say this a couple of weeks ago, as soon as they trine one another, then closely after that, Mars is going to stop. And then Mars will turn retrograde. See, there it is right around October 30th into the 31st. So you go from the conjunction into this square. And then right after the square, Mars turns retrograde. Then if we keep taking this forward, the two planets will then move into through Mars's retrograde and the sun's continued forward motion. The two will arrive at an opposition with one another. This brings the cycle, you could say, to sort of like its full moon moment. And the amount of time, you know, between, say, the opening uh, conjunction and this sort of first quarter to full moon moment, it's not like it has the same perfect rhythm as a moon cycle. But it's a critical time that is like first quarter to full moon of a moon cycle when the two planets square and then the sun trines Mars, Mars turns retrograde, and then they move into the opposition. It is very much like the... Uh, a, 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 a kind of critical development leading to full blossom of the cycle. Uh, so this stage that we have been in uh, since late August has been about developing this tension between the sun and Mars. Now we're reaching the full moon. Well, this begs the question, what does that mean archetypally? If you think about the sun, one of the simple things that the sun is, was related to by ancient astrologers was the idea of an ideal image. An ideal image that is related to a desire, a fantasy, a hope, a wish, an ambition. When, you know, for example, if you're, you come, some people come to see me for readings and I'll say, well, what do we want to talk about? And they'll say, I really want a soulmate. So that's an ideal image. Or they'll say, you know, I really want to find my calling or I want to find the job that really makes me happy or I want to be happier in my marriage, or I want to, I want, I don't want to be struggling so much financially, or I want to be feeling or looking a certain way in my body or with my health, whatever it is that people um, pursue in life, whatever it is that people want as a desire that leads them into a series of actions, it is compelled by an, an image of some kind. It's, it lives in the soul. The soul is imaginal in the sense that it moves and relates and has experiences according to what it loves and desires, or sometimes what it's afraid of or doesn't want. But either way, it's compelled by images, images of what I want or images of what I'm afraid of or, you know, like that. So when you pair the sun in that sense of an ideal image that shapes ambitions and actions, drives and desires, then you pair it with Mars, God of action, God of war, God of conflict, God of individuation and willpower. You pair the two together in a synodic cycle, and suddenly you're talking about the will to become something. The will, and it's, it has a very, usually, very individualistic 
feeling or quality behind it. Now, some of this may relate back to the seeding point in Libra, which is the detriment of Mars and which may have something to do with, you know, uh, some kind of image or desire that's very Libran or actually Venusian in some way, which is a bit, uh, you know, can be a bit tricky to figure out. That's why I say start in the whole sign house of Libra in your birth chart and look at what was happening in your life last October, what kinds of images, desires, drives were starting to form or shape. When those two planets are conjoined, there's very much a sense of this is what I want, this is what I'm going for, and it's going to be some kind of Libran image or connected to the themes or topics of that house of Libra. Now, as the cycle develops, you reach a critical point of tension leading to uh, this culminating full moon moment that we're in right now. Well, what does that mean? It means that when the sun and the, in late August, when the sun and Mars squared one another, it's as though they're starting to get into a, there is conflict and tension. Will I get what I want? What, what kinds of confrontations or frustrations or challenges am I having to overcome right now? Or how is my image or ideal being challenged or even thwarted or frustrated? And how do I overcome or persevere? Now, the full moon moment is really like a testing space where when Mars opposes the sun, it's like, well, you know, will, will you get what you want or what is directly opposing you or thwarting you? And it's more of a head-to-head -head showdown. Or there might be some split or polarization within the ideal image. Well, here's what I want, but there's some kind of compromise or there could be a splitting or within yourself, you're suddenly divided about what you want and how the what is the best way to get there or there's two different sides of you that are starting to realize that they want two different things. So there's um, a, a, a sort of a challenge of our ideals that rises up to the surface when the sun opposes Mars. And a lot of it has to do with a conflict within ourselves around authority, individuality, uh, drive and desire. What do I want? How do I get it? Can I get it? Am I capable of getting it? All sorts of things like this. So, the fact that that's happening would be important to the study of any Mars retrograde cycle. That full moon moment is the, a big part of the Mars retrograde cycle. You could say that it's when the Mars retrograde cycle is bringing its fruits up so that you can see it and deal with it. So it's kind of like that moment in a Mercury retrograde cycle where if Mercury is going to bring up some big lesson, you know, it's going to it's going to often do so, uh, you know, at a, at a certain point, right? In the, sort of like the middle of its cycle, often when it crosses the conjunction through its retrograde with the sun, for example. But regardless, this is the moment where <clears throat> whatever you've been needing to learn or in the process of, of trying to accomplish is um, coming to uh, ahead. The, the energy is peaking around the Mars retrograde cycle. You're sort of, this is when the Mars retrograde cycle reaches its boiling point, so to speak. I hope all these images are helpful anyway. Well, what's happening as that takes place, as Mars is opposing uh, the sun and reaching its uh, full moon moment, we literally have a full moon in the sky coming through and hitting it at the same time. What does that do? All that it does is, I mean, the simplest way to explain what it does is to say that uh, it, it cranks up the volume of what Mars is doing a lot. So when you have a full moon that's hitting Mars at this exact point in the cycle, 
it is as though everything that Mars retrograde is bringing to the sur bringing to the surface or <clears throat> everything you've been working on in this critical moment of learning and integration of what's been happening <clears throat> integration not quite maybe um better word is manifestation or um a, 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 a point of revelation or a moment of dynamic stress or tension as all of that is sort of popping you know it's like the the, the veins are just bulging out of the mars retrograde muscles right now um you know the face is red the steam is coming out of the ears that's happening for mars well the moon coming through just cranks the volume up on all of it that, that a full moon is happening at that exact moment is very powerful so the idea being that this mars retrograde cycle can can this this mars full moon moment this week is being greatly amplified by the full moon i hope that makes sense i hope that explanation and taking the time to do it is uh useful for all of you all right well here are five themes to watch for and trying to make it more concrete now and in addition to five themes to watch for five most common client stories that go along with these five themes that i've seen in my practice now typically if i'm looking at Mar transiting mars opposing someone's sun in their birth chart it's going to be a relatively quick transit and yet they can be very powerful especially if that mars is triggering uh, the opposition to the sun is being is coming alongside of another transit that's happening to the sun at the same time. Well, let's say Saturn is squaring your sun and then Mars comes through and opposes it or something like that. But generally speaking, <clears throat> these are the stories that I see along the lines of these five themes uh, within the lives of my clients. So number one is the transformation or challenge of an ideal. <clears throat> you have an ideal when mars opposes the sun that ideal is directly challenged now that challenge could come from within yourself a sort of psychic or psychological or ideological split that you're experiencing well do i think this or do i think this so you're at a crossroads with regard to values ideal images and the path that you're taking toward them uh, well i wanted this but now i'm having a crisis do i want it or don't i want it or even a strategy of how to get what you want or where you think you're going and how to get there could come into some kind of tension or conflict <clears throat> now the five within the five most common client stories that i hear the number one thing that i've seen come up will be uh, religious political philosophical beliefs being directly challenged either from within themselves or from someone in their life Often it's a spouse or it's someone at work or it's a family member or um, or it's, you know, maybe you're in a school program and it's a teacher or it's a religious figure, but you will have your values or your ideals directly challenged or you'll feel like they're coming in direct conflict with someone or something else. And the clients will usually go through a period of um, either, you know, rather than dealing with that conflict internally, it will be very easy to try to manage it by winning or beating someone in some kind of conflict or competition of wills whereas i find that most clients are more are going to like get through the transit with more ease if they work on where the tension is coming up within themselves and work on that level first uh, that tends to be a recipe for success from what i've seen number two in terms of the five themes to watch for is confrontation with authority so on this level, um, the authority could be a boss, uh, a religious figure, uh, a, a father or parent, a teacher, um, a system, a law, a rule, um, a, a, a norm of some kind, something that's established. Um, and they're, you know, as an ideal or as um, 
a ruling principle or something like that. And then the, the, there will be like a clash of will or belief that comes up. And the, the story that I'm used to hearing will be a confrontation with someone's boss is incredibly common or with a religious leader or a teacher or you having your con your authority challenged in the workplace by someone or something like that. So those that's usually what I see when it comes to confrontation with authority more times than I could possibly count in, cl in client work over 13 years. I have seen people get in fights with their bosses um, or, you know, maybe someone who represents an authority of some kind or a principal. It'll be like, well, I'm standing up because I disagree with this idea or thought or principle somehow, but it ends up being externalized, made public, po posted on social media, you know, something like that. Theme number three to watch for is the karma of fathers. The son tends to be about the father um, and Mars opposing the son will often result in uh, conflicts or challenge with fathers. For example, the themes I'm most used to seeing, unfortunately, some fathers or grandfathers pass away or die. Uh, there may be health crises that fathers face or challenges or confrontations within, you know, the, the relationship that you have with your father can come up. Um, again, more times than I can count. I'm going for like my, if I had to write a textbook of what you see when transits come up, like, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C uh, type of results. So karma around fathers can come up um, pretty intensely with this one. Now, sometimes that also means, you know, what does what has your father or an influential leader, let's call it, uh, passed on to you in the way of inspiration or support or validating your efforts in life somehow? That can come up as well. Number four for five themes to watch for would be heroism, muscle, and determination. Um, you know, I see, and then with my client stories with this one, it's the, the, the client stories translate into people become, come excited to start something, whether that's a business, a diet, a workout plan, there's this heroic burst of enthusiasm and determination. And like, uh, I'm getting on my horse, I'm going on a mission. And that that's the mood that you feel around people when Mars starts opposing the sun, it, like say in a birth chart, but you could feel this through the symbolism of the planets passing through right now. Uh, heroism, muscle, and determination can literally translate into like martial arts or the gym or lifting weights or muscle cars or anything that tends to be very young. Uh, but it, th there's no reason that that can't be um, feminine in, in nature as well. For example, um, uh, you know, let's say... Um, advocating for something for the rights of women or children or the marginalized or oppressed, like something that's compassionate, but determined and sort of heroic at the same time, maybe the, the yin gets worked in there. So I don't mean to make it sound like it's just dude stuff, you know, but the heroism, the muscle and determination, determination, very Mars sun. Um, and then, and so my clients usually get this heightened sense of mission or purpose uh, around it. And then number five, in terms of the last one, now this one is both metaphorical and literal, heart or vision attacks or tests. So first of all, there's a very literal thing, which, and these are the client stories I hear, literal issues with the eyes or heart, because the sun can represent both the eyes or the heart and the Mars opposition can represent some kind of attack on heart or eyes or brain or something like that. 
which is why you'll often see fathers having heart attacks under this transit. Um, and I don't mean to scare anyone, it's just something that you sometimes see. Um, so sometimes there's literal health attacks. The sun generally will represent vitality and light and health. Mars opposing can represent a challenge or attack on vitality, light, and health. Uh, light through which we see, light through which, you know, the, the heart sort of representative of the source of life within us, uh, you know, things like that. Um, the But there's um, a non-literal level of this too, like issues with seeing something clearly or feeling like there's some conflicting information or something conflicting coming at you that's making it hard to know what you think or believe. And so you feel like you're being tested. Um, usually you'll be, there'll be some kind of conflicting information or people or situation that comes up and makes it hard to know what to do or how to act or what you think or what is real or um, what the best strategy is. Uh, so, Seeing something clearly or feeling something clearly and having to work your way to that clear vision or feeling um, through some kind of conflict or challenge or adversity. Uh, a lot of people say that some of the best things in life that happen to us happen through adversity or through challenge or where there is great effort needed. And so this is a transit that seems to also really make people glad and happy through exertion, through having to exert yourself, whether that's mentally, psychologically, emotionally, just having to, you know, the, the challenge of having to work through something which can feel like you're being tested. And that's something that my clients often talk about with Mars opposite the sun in their natal charts is the feeling of being tested on something. The clarity arises through the conflict somehow. So these are the things to watch for in addition to, um, you know, potentially uh, getting into some kind of uh, squabble. I would just watch for conflict this week in general as this kind of full moon moment comes. Now, for the Mars retrograde and this kind of full moon moment, you want to look at the whole sign house of Gemini. And then if you want to be super um, advanced, look at the trine. There's a trine, whole sign trine between the house of Libra and Gemini. So, uh, for example, let me just, I'll just give you an example. Let's put this on the screen. So if you're like, if you're a Virgo rising, the seating point, and you could just do it like, here's how I would do it. I would, um, I would do it like this. So I would put one for the seating point in the house of Libra, right? And then I would go two for the full moon, which is the, the Gemini marker. And then what you're doing is you're saying, what's the connection in my chart between houses two and 10, for example, if you're a Virgo rising, since last October to right now. It, and and you, it may, for some people, like this approach is, especially if you don't have a great memory, if you don't journal or sort of track your experiences, it may not work. But for people who do, looking at the connection between Libra around October 2021, um, all the way from August to about December now of 2022, and looking at how these two houses are connected thematically in your life, um, that's where you're going to start to understand some of those karmic dynamics at a deeper level. So you do the same thing to connect those two houses, you know, regardless of what your rising sign is. So 
if you are, you know, if you're a Libra rising, it's going to be house one and nine and so on and so forth. So just adjust by whole sign according to your rising sign. Um, we went over that, by the way, some of that in the horoscopes for the month of December. Uh, Alex and I looked at that full moon moment in the house of Gemini. So you could go back and get a little help from that video, which we did last Friday as well. Okay, that is what I have for today. I hope that this was, as always, I hope it was useful. And uh, we will be back together again tomorrow. Don't forget, we're trying to reach 1,608 backers to the Kickstarter. You can find the link in the description of this video or the comment section below. We really appreciate your donation and support. Helps uh, make sure that this channel keeps growing and uh, is healthy and, and can reach some of our project goals uh, in the year ahead as well. All right, thanks so much, everybody. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.